This episode of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Care Of. So, if you've been listening, you'll know that I took Care Of's five-minute quiz to figure out what vitamins and supplements I need based on my health goals. And now I'm very excited to share. All my stuff came in, and it came in this nice, very well-put-together box. And in it, I have my vitamins in very convenient and also compostable little packets for every day of the month. Plus, I got collagen, which was one of the things that was recommended in the quiz. And for extra energy, I got these extra batteries quick sticks. The box also has this little book that says made for Jenny and has explanations for how I should take all the different things that I got. The reason I'm so excited about all these products is because Care Of's products are formulated with good for you clean ingredients that are backed by science. Also, they're super transparent about the research and sourcing behind every product, so I don't feel like it's all sort of a mystery. I'm really excited to get started, and I'll keep you posted on my results in our next spot. Use my code ENCYCLOPEDIA for 50% off your first Care Of order. Go to TakeCareOf.com and use the code ENCYCLOPEDIA for 50% off your first Care Of order. That's TakeCareOf.com and use the code ENCYCLOPEDIA for half off your first order. Let me know what you think. Well, when I'm good, I'm very good. But when I'm bad, I'm better. (laughs) Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's leading lady was a Hollywood star known for her seductive, rebellious stage presence. She dodged censorship laws and embraced her persona as a sex symbol. Let's talk about Mae West. Mary Jane West was born in 1893 in Brooklyn, New York. She was the eldest child of Matilda and Batlin Jack West, who was known as a prize fighter. May had three siblings, one of whom died in infancy. From an early age, May immersed herself in the theater scene, first entertaining crowds at church socials, then acting in small shows. By the age of 14, May was performing in vaudeville productions, a form of theater that combined song, dance, and burlesque comedy. She used various personas in her acts and initially performed under the alias Jane Mast. In 1911, May made her Broadway debut in the show A La Broadway. A New York Times reviewer singled her out and wrote that he was pleased by her grotesquerie and snappy way of singing and dancing. Following A La Broadway, May starred in other plays and altered her roles to make them more risque. She intrigued her audiences by incorporating provocative one-liners into her acts. May used shock value to build a name for herself. In 1926, May wrote, directed, and starred in a play called Sex. It became an instant hit and was attacked by conservative groups. The theater that housed the performance was raided, and May and her fellow cast members were prosecuted on moral charges. May hoped her time in prison would garner media attention, and it did. The arrest enhanced her career, giving her the reputation of a glamorous bad girl. May was an early champion of gay rights. The next play she wrote, called The Drag, dealt with homosexuality and drag culture. The show closed shortly after it opened due to critics' response to the taboo subject matter. But she didn't let the failure of the drag prevent her from returning to the stage. In 1928, May's popularity soared when her racy play Diamond Lil debuted on Broadway. 
Her growing fame caught the eye of Hollywood executives. In 1932, May was offered a small part in the film Night After Night. She rewrote her dialogue to make her appearance more notable. The scene convinced Paramount Pictures of May's star quality, and that same year, as she was nearing 40 years old, she signed a contract with the film studio. It's said that when May signed on to Paramount, she demanded a salary of $251,000 because the studio's head was paid $250,000. May was also given full script approval. In 1933, May adapted the play Diamond Lil into the movie She Done Him Wrong, which was nominated for Best Picture. I always did like a man in a uniform. That one fits you grand. I'll just come up sometime, see me. The film was a sensation, grossing what would be equivalent today to $140 million. Its mass success saved Paramount from bankruptcy, and as a gesture of gratitude, the corporation named a building in its lot after May. That same year, May starred in her most successful film, I'm No Angel. I'm high. Yes, ma'am. I'm low. Mm-hmm. Takes a good man to break me. Sure no man can shake me. I know. Until I let him go. In it, she received screenplay credit and used her one-of-a-kind suggestive humor. I like sophisticated men to take me out. Well, I'm not really sophisticated. Well, you're not really out yet, either. <laughs> <laughs> Following I'm No Angel's release, May was a household name. She was one of the few people, let alone women, to get past censorship laws. She once said, I believe in censorship. I made a fortune out of it. By 1933, May had become one of the most popular actors in Hollywood. But as May appeared in more films, the censorship laws she had flouted came back to haunt her. In 1930, Hollywood had established the Motion Picture Production Code, which outlined moral obligations for filmmakers relating to sex and obscenity. Historians have asserted that May served as a motivation for increased industry regulation. And while she tried to dodge the restrictions, her signature raunchy dialogue had to be omitted from her films. As a result, she experienced a decline in her career. In 1943, May starred in The Heat's On as a personal favor to the director. For the first time, she was not allowed to write her own dialogue, and the film performed poorly. May was disheartened by the failure and took a break from acting for the subsequent 27 years. In her later years, May pivoted and took center stage at nightclubs and on Broadway, where censorship laws were less strict. She went on to write an autobiography in which she maintained that she had no regrets about her rambunctious, free-spirited lifestyle. She wrote, I freely chose the kind of life I led because I was convinced that a woman has as much right as a man to live the way she does if she does no actual harm to society. After suffering from a stroke, May died in 1980. Mae West built a name for herself by breaking the rules. She embraced her wit and sexuality and used it to become an unforgettable figure in Hollywood. In 1999, she was voted one of the greatest female screen legends by the American Film Institute. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another leading lady. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. I want to tell you about another show I think you'll like. Here at WMN, we clearly love politics, but politics can also be depressing, overwhelming, and intimidating. 
It's hard to engage in political conversations, but it's really important. Politics impacts so many aspects of our lives. Pantsuit Politics is a nationally acclaimed podcast dedicated to having political conversations that inspire rather than deplete us. Hosts Sarah and Beth are Kentucky moms, lawyers, and friends who create informative, grace-filled space that looks at politics holistically. They blend hard facts with important social and cultural undercurrents, so you don't miss the big picture. Listen to Pantsuit Politics every Tuesday and Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.